This is Clem Fleckinger. Um, Mr. Fleckinger, what is your age? Well, I'll be 87 years old. 87, July the 30th. Okay. I'm, I've been looking forward to this year's centennial. I'm, I hope I can last it out. I'm pretty good shape of Well, the centennial is something that's going to be from generation to generation. The older uh, the people who are young now, I just a few short years will be my age. See. Yeah. But all uh, I was, uh, I've lived right here on this year. My dad moved from Calio, Missouri. I was born in Calio, Missouri, in a log house, three okay. about, about four miles. I understand that you keep in touch with a Walt Disney sister. Yes. And she is not, uh, the, way it, the way it happened, I don't know. I don't know where she got my name, I'll tell you the truth about it. She, she was just a little girl when she left here. She was probably five or six years old at that time. But Walt and I used to play up and down this road here. And, uh, we used to get our video. And, and uh, Ruth, now that's the lady, that's uh, Walt's sister. The only sister he has, she lives in Portland, Oregon now. And uh, I was sitting here at home one evening. That's, uh, that was uh, 1966, uh, 1986 or 76. I was sitting here at home and the phone rang. And, this lady introduced herself and she says, nah, the name Beecher wouldn't mean anything to you because that's my name. But my name was, my maiden name was Ruth Disney. Um, nice conversation. In fact, I had to talk for a solid hour. Um, she, I, in, in the course of our talk, you know, I happened to think about 1988 will, or 1988 will, or 1988 yeah. will be our centennial. And so I said, Ruth, I said, in 1988, our, we're celebrating our centennial in Marceline. And I'd like to extend to you an invitation to especially come if you possibly could. Well, she said, Clemson, I don't think I can make it because I don't fly anymore. The train service is, is take, uh, I, I couldn't come on I, the train service so bad I couldn't get there on train. And for us to drive back in an automobile would just be impossible at our age. And she said, I, I appreciate it very much though that uh, the invitation. And she said, is there anything that uh, I could possibly do to help, you know, with a centennial? Can you think of anything? I said, yes. I said, we're going to have a, we're going to have a centennial book. And we're trying to get the people who used to live here and the people who are living here at the present time to give a brief history of their, of their family and, and when they lived here and things like that. I said, now, if you could send a photograph of you and your husband or the Disney group, 
so it'd be appreciated and we can and and write out a brief history or well you can write as much as you want it'll be published I'll, I'll guarantee you that and she said oh that's so great she says I'll get right busy and do that well the next day she called me again and she says Clem says that seems to be so little that I intend to send the send the photographs and the pictures and things like that to be put in the book, you know, set it out. But that seems such so little for me to be doing. Like I'd like to do more. I said, Well, I said, whatever you want to do, that's up to you. And she said, Well, does uh, does the school have a, a TV? I said, well, no, I, I, I can't tell you that, whether it does or not. I'm, possibly, I'm, I'm sure it does, but I wouldn't say for sure. I told her, I said, I've been years since I had anybody in school, you know. My kids and grandkids and none, none of them there. So. Sir, could you speak up a little bit? And uh, so I... <laughs> I, t I told her, I says, oh, I'll find out what they have. She said, well, I'd like to get a, a, says, I have a TV in my home here. That's a big screen. It's a 40-inch screen. So I'd like to get a 40-inch screen uh, TV with a 40-inch screen for, uh, for the Walt Disney School. All right, she said, I could also want a VCR. Is that what? See, I'd like to have a VCR so I could uh, have tapes, you know, from the Walt Disney Archives. We can furnish some tapes for the school, you know, through the Walt Disney Archives. And, and of course, they'll, they can't be all kinds of film, you know, but it'll be mostly educational film and, and uh, things of that sort, you know something pertaining to schools and histories and things like that. Now, that's what it would be. And she said, I can furnish any amount of that, you know, for the school. It wouldn't cost anything. And, and I'd like uh, you want me to find out if I, or the, the superintendent or the school board about the, you know, about her giving us gifts. I said, well, I'm sure they would be happy to happy out to get something like that. Well, she says, oh, that's, you find out about it, and I'll try to furnish the, I'll, let the, I'll furnish the money, and let the school board buy the equipment they need, and I'll pay for it. And I told the superintendent about it, and he was on cloud nine. He was, on, he was really in, in, enthused about it. Well, we, we, since then I've talked to her over different times about different, you know, things, and she has been like myself. I had pneumonia in January, and it's left me pretty weak. And she also had pneumonia. She said, I, same time, about the same time that I was having my siege of it. And it left her weak, and I know she did because she's, She's not as old as I am, but however she was getting up around the years, you know. Uh, 
I know what it, uh, know what you've been going through. Uh, if you feel, if if you have any questions you'd like for me to answer, ask. If you want to ask some questions, feel free to do it, and I'll try to answer. Them. I see you have a paper there. Oh yes. Um, you were good friends with Walt Disney when you when you were. We played together. Friends. Yeah. With fact of matter, Disney's. Landed in Marceline about just about the same time that we did. I came from we came from Calio, right here. My dad bought this here place right where I'm at here. I've lived here for 82 years, right here on this here same corner. Hmm. And of course the Disney's, they came here in 1906, the same year that we came. But they left here in about 19. About 1910 or 11, they left here and went to Kansas City. Um, I didn't see, I didn't see any more of them. But I've all, I've all had contact with them. You know, different times when, when Walt will be here during this dedication of the high school, the Walt Disney School. He was here. The flagpole you see out there in, in the yard. That was donated by Walt Disney and it came from Squaw Valley in California. That's where it came from. And he did so much for our little town. And when he built Disneyland out there, the main street out there, was, he tried to make it almost a, a replica of the, what, what we have here in Marshall Lane. Hmm. Uh, it's a I could tell you quite a bit about Disneyland because I've been out there several different times. I'm an ex-railroader, I'm a retired railroader, and I used to travel a good deal on the railroad, you know, to, to California and back. And I've been out there different times at Walt Disney, Disneyland, you know. I'm sure you, I mean, if what you see it, why, it's just too big to see it all, you know. And you can go back and see different things, you know, on the different. It's the finest place it is. It's clean and courteous service, and it's really nice. If you ever get a chance, go out there. Or they have, now they have, he has in Florida, you got even better in Florida. Which I'm probably not going to go down there. <clears throat> I've had. There's been different people interviewed me from, for different things. You know, I was sitting here at home here on last last winter, early last winter, and the phone rang, and I answered the phone. And the lady was on there, and she she wanted to know if, if my name was Clem Flickinger. I told her yes. She said, are you the Clem Flickers you used to do old Walt Disney? I said, well, yeah, I knew him, played with him. And she said, well, would you, uh, would you grant an interview to us? We, we're writing a book, and it's a children's book, and we'd like to have a chapter or two in there on Walt Disney. Hmm. I said, well, yeah. I said, come on out the house and I'll give it to you. Well, she says, <laughs> I've been, uh, we're in New York City. We, <laughs> and, 
I just told her to come out to the house and say I did you, you know. And anyway, when I got two weeks' time, I hear a man showed up at the door, fine-looking young man, and he introduced himself, and, they, and lo and behold, it was the, the husband of this here woman was writing a book, and he wanted he wanted to get to the end, get an interview. Well, he he rented a plane and he he flew from New York to Kansas City, rented a car, came out here, and he spent all day with me. We had a grand time. He was a fine fellow, I know. And I told him, I gave him a rundown on the Disney's as, as much as I could remember, you know. I even showed him some some of the Disney homes, that, the, the homes that Disney had helped build. He was a carpenter. Mr. Mm -hmm. Mr. Disney was a carpenter by oh. trade and contractor. Um, of course, he bought this little farm there, and he tried to make it go over But anyway, well, I, I, this year, this year fellow, he he was so thrilled about what I told him that when he got back, he wrote me a letter. He sent me a box of assorted cake for Christmas time, and he said he was going to come back. And he's I'm looking for him anytime now to come back, you know. And I don't know. He wants to come back and bring his wife with him. But I'm in this uh, one of my local girls here. Why she's in school at Warrensburg. That's where she she's going to school at Warrensburg. And she has to she for her thesis where she's involved. Give it what's what's up there on Walt Disney, so I did. Uh, I helped her out. I've helped two or three different. Uh, one our girl up here at Thunder Thunderpit Lake up here north. She came down. Excuse me, now I'll, I'll I'll get something out. Huh? Tell me about the pictures now. The sure is Walt Walt and Ruth when they, they were, when they lived here. They were just. He is probably 10 years old and she is about, well, he's probably about 11 years old and she's about seven, something like that. And here's a picture of the 50th wedding anniversary of Mr. and Miss Disney. Here's Mr. Here's Mr. Disney and here's Mrs. Disney. Well, they had five children, Ray, Herb, Roy, Walt, and Ruth. Ruth, Ruth. Ruth is not in this here picture because at that time she had pneumonia and she couldn't attend. And I hear the picture at their first studio they had in California. Hmm. This is Walt, and Ruth, Mr. Disney, Mrs. Disney, and Roy. Roy was his. Who was Roy? His brother. Roy, Roy Disney. Oh. See, Roy, Walt, Ruth, or Walt and Roy has been together and through their business all through these years, from the time they left Kansas City out there. See. Yeah. He he was all. He is really the manager of the whole thing. See. Well, he, of course. 
Walt is the superintendent or the owner of the outfit, and this year is Roy, and they work together all the time. Here's about the same picture here. See, and that's where she ruled on there. This year is this year is another photograph of the, that time, and she sent that back. Who's who's this now? That Mr. Disney and Mrs. Disney. Oh. That's Walt, mother and dad. They're all gone now. The only ones that's left of this whole entire family is all. Israel, Raymond, and Ruth. That's the only ones left. Mm -hmm. All the rest of them are gone. You said you used to play out here on the street. Oh yeah. yeah. Any stories? If you if you if you look, niggers lamb in the Disney home home center, and runs from the highway over here to right 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 north of my house here. That was the old original Disneyland, and it's well, it'd be quarter a quarter quarter and a half this way, and it's about a half mile that way. That's size of the towards the airport. Okay. Yeah, towards the airport. But anyway, why? That's that's uh, of course it was. A big ditch run down through there, and Walt and I would get out there and pull off our shoes, you know, and roll our pants legs up, and we'd wade up and down at it hunting frogs and what have you. What little boys would do, you know. And we'd play out there. They had an apple orchard. We used to play on that apple orchard a lot. I'd eat, uh, if the apples were ripe, I would eat apples. Um, they had a place up there, the, a little, a little low shed or barn that they kept his horses in, and his cows and milk, and, and they had a place in there where they threw the hay down, you know, to the feed. And Walt and I would play around that barn a lot. There was an old gentleman named Doctor Sherwood lived right. Right next to, well, as close as house was any other buildings over there. But Dr. Sherwood lives right now. The house is where Mrs. Moore lives there now. It'd be Mrs. Moore's place. And the new buildings, of course, the old building torn down, and new houses are being built. But that's where the Dr. Sherwood lives. Dr. Sherwood was a retired country doctor. And he meant a lot to look, uh, to Walt. He helped Walt out a lot. You know what I mean? He gives him encouragement and things like that. Oh, yeah. Walt was, uh, he liked to draw, you know, cartoons and things like that, though. But, but most of it was just sketches, you know, if he would admit. Uh, and Dr. Sherwood had a fine stallion horse. Forget about what breed it was, but it was a, a sorrel color with a flax mane and tail. It was a beautiful animal. And Walt was over there, and he had his 
his uh, tablet with him, you know, and he was uh, was drawing, just drawing, and all just to be drawing. So he would draw a picture of this here horse. Doctor Shear would come out there, and he seen he seen this, in, you know, this here picture of Walt had drawn, and he said, "What would you sell that?" Nope, because I wouldn't sell it. Said, "I'll give it to you though." So he gave him this picture, and of course, the old doctor, in the course of while he was that way, he encouraged him to take a 25 or 50 cent piece. And Walt run home and told his mother about that. He said, well, if he likes my drawing, other people will like it. So that was really the starting of Walt's life right there. And Walt, he was, he had a, an aunt in Kansas City. She used to furnish him a lot of the, you know, paper and, and drawing material for Walt to take up on him because he did have a lot of talent. And Mr. Disney, would, but he encouraged Walt to keep right at that drawing, keep right at it, and he did. Of course, he's, that's all, that's all really Walt was interested in was his art, artwork, you know, and things like that. What else can I tell you about that? The number five highway, there wasn't no, wasn't no such thing as highways in this part of the country. It was just country roads. And down here at the foot of the hill, right over on the Disney place, there used to be a, a, a a bridge, a little old wooden bridge over this here ditch, you know, for the farmers to get to and from town. Well, Walt and I and, and, and Ruth would spend a lot of a lot of time down around that bridge, digging and playing down there around that old bridge. And we hear a tra or, or wagon come, we'd stick our heads out and wave at them and things like that, you know. And, um, but we had. We always played around that. Then we then we go on down to the to the cemetery over east. It's right next to the railroad, and there's a branch that runs down through there. We'd get in that branch, you know, and play in that a lot. Uh, maybe do a little fishing. There's little little fishing we catch, you know. you think of anything that you'd like to jog my memory on? Um, you said that the, in Disneyland that Main Street looks like Marceline Street. Yeah, it, 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 uh, Disneyland looks a good deal like Marceline did. Well, it looks like looks like what it did back then? Yeah. Uh, yeah the, well, how has the street changed since then? What? How has Marceline's Main Street changed since? Oh, there's been new buildings, new, different, different modern buildings. See, when we, when all, when Mar Marsh Lane first started, why, when we first came here, there wasn't any, wasn't any roads, it was just dirt roads, you know. 
I seen the I seen the time when the mud would be so deep it'd take two teams of, to pull a wagon down through Main down through Main Street. The mud, you know, and the uh, and the uh, wasn't any wasn't any sidewalks. Very few sidewalks. They were just starting to come here at that, that time. A firm out of Kansas City came up here and started to building sidewalks. And everybody the but at first why they had in front of the buildings there was just wooden wooden buildings, you know, with maybe a porch out there or you know, something over the top of it. And and the sidewalks was Two by twelve boards, you know. That's what you walked mm -hmm. on. Yeah, that's the way it was. There wasn't any. We didn't have any water here. We didn't have any reservoirs. We didn't have any light plant at that time. And oh, we we had a. It was typical Western, just a little Western town, but it was. But that's the way it's changed. But the, finally, the brick buildings started to come and showing up, you know. And later on, why they built the reservoir in 1909. This reservoir over East Town was uh, built. Family of a fellow by the name of Minnick. They had a liver stable here and had horses. And they took a contract to building the dam for the reservoir over here, for, the, for this old reservoir right straight east of town there. And then they put in the water tower and put in the put in the pumps out there, you know. And they pumped the pumped the water. But, but in the meantime, we had the we had a steam engine. We had a steam engine there. And it was generated electricity for the the only time you used general, used any electricity was just for uh, in the evening and uh, dark when it was dark you know uh, used electricity and very few houses had electricity but anyway they used that electricity to pump that water from the reservoir to the standpipe we didn't treat the water at that time the water was just raw water and it was. There's an awful lot of sediment in it. About the only thing you use it for would be to scrub or something like that. Well, you couldn't get clean with it. The water was so dirty. And he used it to fight fires in town. Or if there happened to be a fire, they used that water for that. But all. Marceline is, Marceline is a nice little clean town now, but it used to, it hadn't always been that way. It's you know, a real good civic-minded uh, civic people here, you know, and they take care of their property and, and keep it, you know, looking good. Main Street looks good. I don't know that i ever seen Main Street look any better than it does right now. Mm. We have Nice, we have good schools here. Yes, sir. We have good churches here. And that, to me, that's the foundation of the whole thing, the schools and churches. It's, however, I, my schooling is limited. 
as you go, but at the same time, I, we had to have we had to have all kind of people, you know. We had some of college graduates, and some of high school, and some of them were dropouts. <laughs> I was a dropout. <laughs> and you mentioned churches. Huh? You mentioned churches. Have they changed very much since when you were younger? Oh yeah, the churches. We most of both the churches used to be the wooden churches. The Methodist church used to sit down on Lake Street. Yeah. That was the Methodist church. And they finally they came up in nineteen yeah, along about nineteen twelve or somewhere along there. The Meth the Methodists built the church where it is now. And they, we had we had two Methodist churches here at that time. We had the M.E. South and the M.E. North. That was uh, divided, you know what I mean? They had a lot yeah. of people that fought the Civil War. And they was, they was uh, most of them in here was Southern, Southern, Southern sympathizers. A lot of them was in the Southern Army, you know. And of course we had some of was in the North, you know. That's where we got the Methodist United Methodist Church, North and South. And then we we had Baptist Church, that's right. The old Baptist Church, that's right where the New York present day church. And it it burned down during the Sunday school hour way back here in 19, I guess 1912 or somewhere along there. But that, the old church burned down and the only thing they saved was just the records. That's about the only thing Was anybody saved. hurt? Huh? Was everybody okay? Anyone hurt in the fire? Was anyone hurt? No, no. Good. They all got out. Everybody got out and the old church burned down. Uh, immediately the Baptists, of course, they started uh, thinking about a new church, you know. Well, we built that present day church down there. We, well, I forget now what the people subscribed for to give money to the, to the church to build it, you know. And even before the, even before it was completed, they had the debt was all paid off and everything on that church. And it's one of the better churches, one of the one of the better buildings in town right now. That Baptist church is. I expect of, of all the buildings in Marshlane, the the Santa Fe Depot and the Baptist church is two of the strongest buildings in Marshlane right now. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, then uh, just as soon as we. Baptist Bill Third, while the disciples of Christ or the church or the Christian church, they built their church. But I suppose the uh, the first first churches here probably were probably the Catholic Church, St. Bonaventure. And I don't know if, they, if that's right. Or not. I think it was though. <clears throat> I 
narrate this, and here's what here's part of it right here, and here's pictures of the group that was here. At the hospital. Up here at the hospital. This is 1985, November 1985. It was taken mainly for for Don Taylor. Yeah. And they asked me to come and, and be with Don at that time. And there, here I am, of course. And here's Don right here. He was 94 years old. And he told us right here, he told us when we got back to the hospital, he said, well, this is my last oh, interview. He said, I'll never give another interview because I'll be gone. And oh, they had everybody crying almost at Don. And anyway, why? Don says, well, this here is the last picture you'll get of me. And here's here's the the girl that was with this here group, you know, Mickey and Minnie and all of them, you know. There she is. Who was she now? Do you know her name? No, don't worry about that. I believe I did. I, I forget. She, she is from she's from Disneyland. That's where she's from. All of us here is from Disneyland. I can see the Duke Goofy and Donald oh, yeah. Duck and Mickey Mouse, of course. Here she is, right here. Rhonda Hayes. That's her address right there. Department 384-1313 Harbor Boulevard, Anaheim, California. Mm -hmm. She she gave me that there. She said, now when you come to California, she said, you, I'll, you come out there, I want you to come and spend the day with us. She told me that. Yeah. Here she is talking here, you know. Here's the first one there. In 19... I guess. They had, uh, they, the government issued a stamp uh, for Walt Disney. With this picture on it, yes. Yeah, 1966. 1901, 1966 is when he died. Now here's a picture of, of Ruth Disney. She she undoubtedly has a large home. I, of course, I never seen it, nothing like that, but I, I just, because she told me she has, she has three baby grand pianos in her home. Yeah. And she says, I also have a pipe organ. And here she is at the pipe organ, here, see. Yeah. And here she is at one of the baby grands. That's, that there, that there's a picture of her, it was taken just not too long ago. Dear Clem, I finally have everything together and sending to you. I have written notes on the back of the pictures for your information. I had in mind that maybe for the they possibly might want to use the pictures of, of mother and father and up there. Taken in Kansas City about a year after or so after we left Marshall Lane. 
And the picture of Walt and me taken in Marsh Lane. And we are, we asked if you, if you have a center print of that to you, for yourself and the piano. And actually if one for you. I have, I have sent the other pictures mainly for you to have. Well, but of course, any anything could be used for the publication if desired. Okay. Um, you were saying that you thought the Catholic Church was the oldest one here, or I really can't say, but I imagine it was. I imagine it's probably the, old, the oldest church that was here, the Catholic Church. And of course, the by where the country club is, you know where the lake is, you know? Yeah. That was given to Marceline by the Santa Fe Railroad. Hmm. And that was that was where the, they used to get the water there to pump up there, you know, for the engines yeah. and stuff like that, out of that lake there. And the, our little park right there in, in, on Main Street. That was that was presented to the city of Marsh Lane by the super superintendent or the president of the Santa Fe at that time. I forget now what his name was. But that was a gift to Marceline for a park. <clears throat> of course there's been other things. The Santa Fe has done a lot for Santa Marceline, you know, of course that's what that's the reason for Marceline's existence is the Santa Fe. I don't know. I don't know what else to tell you. Tell you the truth about it. You got Do you remember when you were younger any special events like Fourth of July parade or anything like that? Yes, oh, I do. When I was old, when we first, when we first came to Marsh Lane, Marsh Lane was a all Union Town. There was a lot of a lot of Union labor here at the time. We had the coal we had the coal mines and things like that, you know. And in long about 1912 or 11, we uh, the we went from the, the whole nation went from uh, eight hour uh, from a ten and twelve hour day to an eight hour day, and we called it Labor Day. And it was it was all due to the fact that the unions was a forerunner of the eight-hour day, and our coal miners on Labor Day that was a holiday here. While we they would all have a celebration, celebration maybe a little carnival of some kind, you know, over there, and it was at that time it was right for the present-day football field is over here, over there, over there. and it was, of course they'd have political speakers, you know, people run for office come, and, and but in the evening all the miners would gather up, there was probably, probably six or seven hundred miners, but they'd put on their mine, uh, new mine cap, you know, they'd buy a new cap and put, a, put their light on there, you know, and just as soon about seven o'clock in the evening or something like that, we'd march down Main Street with our lights all 
you know all. And that was quite a, that was quite a day for us. We we had a we'd, we'd really celebrate Labor Day. It was celebrating Labor Day more like we celebrate Fourth of July now. And it was, Labor Day was a big day in, in, at that time. And at that time, <clears throat> I remember that very plainly. Of course, it was. I don't know. It was Marceline, of course, there wasn't no automobiles. Uh, we had, we, we either walked to town or we went in the wagon or a buggy after we got to town. Most of us walked. Because I was legit, I had walked town. I walked to school. The first school I went to was uh, a little white school. Right there, it sets right where Yates, Yates lives. Yeah, about those, oh, about 1700 blocks of Marsh Lane. And it was a little one room white schoolhouse. That was the, uh, and it was, used to sit right across the street right there. It was called the Locust Ridge Schoolhouse or the Hayden School. It was either one. They called it, it was, some people called it the Hayden School. Other people called it, referred to it by a local. Locust Ridge. Um, they'd have school there during, during the week, and on Sunday they'd have preaching services. Had what called circuit riders at time. People who would come maybe from 10 or 12 miles to rattle a horse and come preach here on Sunday. Of course, they always had all planned out, you know. And, and but they, then they moved up schoolhouse there, the uh, church, the schoolhouse, down to where Yates lives, and that's where I went to my first, started my first grade in school. I didn't go there very long until they had the park school. Park school was under construction, but it wasn't ready for, the, for, the, for that school year, 1906. And we had to we didn't go get into park school until about two months later. And it was quite a day. We had to, we had quite a parade that day. All school kids, you know, and school faculty and and everybody was was in this parade. Do you know when the present school down here was built? The what? Do you remember when they built the present school down here? The high school? Yeah. Oh yeah, it, it, was, it, was, it was built in 1930. 1930, I think, when it was built. It used to be the, it used to be the old central school. Well, I, went to, I went to school at the central school. It was a brick building, big, huge rock, you know, for foundation. Um, there wasn't many, wasn't many concrete floors in there, and they didn't. The heat was uh, cold, and, and it was a two-story building. Well, it was really a three-story building. We had the elementary school, the, the first, you know, and then they had the grade school, and then up, upstairs, why well, they used to have the high school. 
I think the first class that graduated out of high school was about five people. They used to, it's in our Jubilee book. It tells who the audience About five in the first first class that ever graduated out there. And of course, it's getting building, building, and then, then they finally, that central school couldn't hold the people, pupils, so they built the park school. Well, it wasn't very long till it was pretty well filled up, but we, we built several. And then the high school, they built a high school right about where the, well, it's just practically where the football field is right now. It used to be a building there, and they, they was a, it was built long about 19, it was completed long about 19, 15 or 14 or 15. You then they actually built the new high school where they used that building for the grade school. Disney school down here now. Huh? Disney school down here, you mean? Yeah. No, that that their that their that their school was tore, I talked about is torn down and they built the new Oh. It, it, they were torn down. Marshalline Gold had pretty good school, though. But we couldn't keep, in the early years, we couldn't keep up with it. One time they built a one-room schoolhouse right across the street from the Baptist Church. They built another one-room schoolhouse over on Ritchie Street over there. Uh, of course, then they had the old Central School. We had, we've had several schools there. Is that running all the time? Yes. There'll be quite a space there. Don't, don't worry about it. <clears throat> you you mentioned um, a, there was that doctor that... Dr. Sherwood. Yeah. Was there anyone else important to you back then? Like a teacher or a minister? Well, no, no. And when I when we first came here, Dr. Sherwood, he was a he had a farm down south of town, and he had, had a one he had a buggy. It was a without a top on it, and I can't he'd get a get that buggy and go down to the farm. Well, my brother, who was six years older than I am, he used to go down there with the old Doc, and Doc would pay him for helping me, helping you know make fixing gates and fences and stuff like that. And Joe went down there. Old Doc would get in his buggy though and drive him over here where he lived, over here, and he'd get out here and holler, Joe, hello, Joe, hello. So, my dad, he, he, he'd call Joe and say, oh, that old doctor's wanting to see you, Joe, you better go on out there. <laughs> and Joe would get that old buggy and they'd go down to the farm and work for two or three hours, and Joe would get a, Twenty-five or fifty cents for it. <laughs> uh, he he was uh, pretty much a hero for all of us around up here. Was not the old Doc Sherwood was, but he didn't he didn't he never did practice after he came to Marsh Lane. He came here with money and he bought a farm down there and he raised he's going to raise wheat on it, but he didn't it didn't pan out that way.
And it was way down south of town, not far away. The big when 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 we when Walt and I was kids, while well, the big thing was uh, was harvest time. You know, when yeah. they cut the wheat with a binder and put it in bundles and then put them in little shocks out in the field. And then when they get it all done, why well, there'd be a thrash machine come in there and, and they'd thrash this year wheat or oats or whatever it was, you know. And of course, anything that's mechanical like that, you know, with a steam engine, you know, the, we, us kids, boy, that was that was something. We we liked to be around that, you know. And last time we would have us for water boys, put us on an old horse, you know, and with a two-gallon jug, we'd go down and take water to the people who were working in the fields, you know. That was that was we we made a few nickels that way. <laughs> But see that old steam engine, you know, puffing, you know, and the old black smoke was going from it. And, uh, long belt, about 40 feet long on it. It was, it was something. Sounds like. I remember. I remember too. I, my dad, my dad used to. We used to have an orchard here, and my dad would tell take apples, put out straw on the ground, you know, put a load of apples in there, you know, a whole wagon load, then cover it up with straw. Maybe the straw would be that thick. They would take dirt and pile on top of that. Then the winter time, why we would all open up that. Apple. Got that big guy out to get that apple out of there. Boy, they were really good apples. Had a flavor all their own. <laughs> we didn't have any refrigeration. A lot of people didn't have cellars to take care of things, you know, or caves. Dad used to do that. He'd do tur turnips the same way. We had turnips. Well, that's about all I can know right now to tell you that it'll be a better shot to you. Um, do you know any business, remember any businesses? Big Brother? Uh, older businesses, how, how they've changed, how the stores have changed? Do you remember anything about that? Like, oh, like businesses when you were younger that don't exist anymore? Well, this, the, or another line, we didn't have the, Cash register until way late, you know, way about teen, back in the teen, probably. All they had was a little drawer there with money in it, you know, that's all they had. Didn't have a cash register or anything like that. And the company store down there, they, you buy your groceries and you paid the clerk. And they had a little couple of wire went from there to the office. Put, that, put the money in there, you know, on the bill, you know, and then close coordinated and go over there at the office. That was, 
that was a company store now. It sat right for the Wolf Briggs Automobile Agency now. Right straight across the street with the what is that automobile shop there? Where you where you know Across from Wolf Bridge. South. Uh, I should know, but I can't. <laughs> where, where, it's not Western Auto. Anyway, why? Right where the Western Auto, right where that building is now, used to be a. There used to be a Presbyterian church. Except there. That Presbyterian church first was over there across the street from where the high school is now. And they would move from there over on Main Street. And the Presbyterian Church is the first that I attended right there at the Presbyterian Church. And oh, it was a pretty strong church at that time. It was about as strong as any of them. It was a little wooden, one room wooden church, that's what it was. I don't know what ever happened to that. I Years later, the filling station went in there, and then these other things went in there, and it's, now they got this year present automobile appliance store. The post offices, they've done several. The post office, when we first came to Marsh Lane, the post office was right in where the, was where the Masonic Temple is now. And they moved it from there down up to the higher building, down, up, down the street to the higher building. Then they finally moved it up to where the Zurcher building is, back in back here, where that those apartments was. That was the post office down. Then they moved it over across the no, before that it was it was on it was in the right where the restaurant is now, right there on yeah. Main Street. That's where it was. Then they moved it down to the uh, Zurcher building, and then finally they built. Our town got big enough; we had enough money coming in. They government built the present building, so we've had about five different places where the post office was. When all, once a special event would come to or happen, like first when World War One was all, when they signed the armistice and all those, why, or we always had several steam engines here sitting in town and all, and the light plant had a big girl whistle on it. Well, anything of all. Very much important, you know. Why? They toot these whistles, and boy, they keep it up for maybe 15, 20 minutes. Maybe on, and then on, on New Year's Eve, you know, same thing. And that was that was something for us kids to, you know, remember the steam engines, you know, and the whistles. And the, 
whatever, whatever, anything important was, it, it always blow those whistles. I guess it did the same thing in Fort Madison and Argentine too, they tell me. That, Well, if you, if you step step outside there and look around her, all of this year has been built up since since uh, since we since I came here. The fact about this year was all just a farmland across the street there, just farmland that's all was. Now they got home built over there. Don Taylor built that house over there. Mordecai's bought it. Now they got greenhouses over there. All the new the hospital, it was just, just recent, that was a new building, you know, up here. Um, oh, we've got, we've got a, just look out across here, and I, I see about all these houses, but it's not just farmland. So the town's kind of grown towards you then? Huh? The town's kind of grown towards you? Oh, yeah. Well, this is the town, the town is really growing in every direction almost. Mm -hmm. we've, we've had quite a bit of building by, I've told this all, Duo, I took her down to the restaurant one ago and see her sister-in-law. Uh, all up there down through there, you know, all up Cedarbrook Square, you know, and all of that, all that's been built up in the last 10 years, you know, 15. Our town has made a big improvements in the last few years. Well, I've got to go pick up a lady down at the restaurant in this duel, so that's about all I, I can tell you. Now, if I can think of something else, I would tell you. Okay. But, I really appreciate this. Thank you very much. Well, I.